0: fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply situation in east palestine is the clearest indicator to me that donald trump should be president again i would prefer it if he was president now and i would prefer it if in 2024 he wins the election and becomes president There's a lot of negative news coming out about Trump. There's a lot of bad things he's done, a lot of accusations. And I'm just like, you know what? I hear it all the time. Every time I heard it before about Trump, I'll hear it again about Trump. But all that matters right now is Donald Trump is heading to East Palestine. Actions speak louder than words. You can insult the man. You can claim all these bad things about him. And he's not perfect. He had some dumb administrative moves. Don't get me wrong. But I'm looking at this. I'm looking at what Joe Biden does. And I'm saying, if this is the best bet we can make. I'll make that bet. Trump heads to East Palestine before any senior White House official to donate water and supplies. Ex-president will visit toxic train derailment site amid fury over Biden administration's lack of a response. That's right. Joe Biden went to Ukraine. It's it's I don't want to call it a black pill moment for me. More of a. I kind of feel like Joe Biden personally spat in my face. I don't like the guy. Clearly, I take issue with his with his policy or lack thereof and the corruption of the Biden family. But this exemplifies it to such a degree. I want this man impeached and convicted. Remove him from office. I don't care if it's Kamala. The insult to the American people, that is him flying to a country halfway around the world to gift five hundred million dollars while American people are suffering, is the perfect example of the corruption and rot at the core of this country. I'm pissed off about this, man. And then Donald Trump, very simply, strategically, opportunistically, and, and maybe I shouldn't be so negative on the guy, and maybe passionately, he says, I'm going to go help these people. I mean, Benny Johnson did it. Shout out, Benny. Keep shouting him out because he made a video where he goes and gives out $1,000 checks to people who are living in this immediate area. And it's like, yo, if, if that's what it takes, a, a commentator to make a video, to get some clicks or whatever you want to call it, he's going to go help these people. The end result is some of these people got helped. 20, 20 households. It's not enough, but it's a start. And how is it? I just, how is it that Benny Johnson did more than the Biden administration? Pete Buttigieg ain't not even showing up. Now, apparently, that Donald Trump is saying he's going to be heading to East Palestine. Now, judge is like, well, I I'm going there, but I don't want it to be a photo op. Oh, shut up. You're only going there because Donald Trump is going there. Those are unfamiliar. I think most of you are. This is where the train derailed. A bunch of toxic chemicals were on the verge of exploding. So they go in and they start draining out vinyl chloride and some other chemicals and then set them on fire, launching all of these chemicals into the air. And now there is a chemical plume, as reported by the governor of Ohio heading down the river. And there's concerns that the water is not safe. Now, they got this PR op where they all cheers and drink the clean drinking water. You have to be nuts. You have to be nuts to drink that stuff. And I'll tell you why, because we ain't playing no games. Take a look at this one. Where are we at? Akron Beacon Journal says, despite clear tests, Giant Eagle pulls bottled water from plant near East Palestine. Let me tell you what's going on. And then I know, I know. Let's get to the Trump stuff. I I should do this because I've changed the format. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. Here's the the promo shout out. By clicking join us and becoming a member, you're helping support this channel, the other shows we're doing. We're launching a new show on Friday, and uh, it's going to be an interview hangout show, kind of like Club Random or Joe Rogan. And uh, it's thanks to your support, we're able to expand into uh, these other areas. This new show will give us an opportunity to explore ideas in the periphery of the culture war. It's the show is called the culture will be a new podcast on Apple and Spotify. And um, typically what I do is always been news commentary. So this will be a little bit more in depth interview style, which I think will work out. So anyway, become a member of Timcast.com. Here's here's the point. Giant Eagle is pulling their bottled water plant. They're 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 shutting it down. OK, and you know what this means? The government can lie. And what can you do about it? You're going to sue the government. OK, sure. Maybe in 10 years, They'll take taxpayer dollars and pay you off with your own money. They don't care. Giant Eagle, well, they're a business. And as a business, they're going to be liable for what happens when they sell you a product. You see how this works? The water in the river. Hey, if you want to drink it, that's your business. Oops, we made a mistake. We thought it was fine. That's what they'll say. Can't hold us responsible. But if you bottle that water and then sell it to someone and they get sick because they're drinking nasty chemicals. uh Uh-oh. Now, that's your problem. So when the private corporation with liability says we will not sell this water, y'all should take heed because the government is probably lying to you. Let's give a shout out to Donald Trump. The Daily Mail reports. They say Trump is visiting on Wednesday the Ohio community, upended by a toxic train derailment 19 days after the crash, but still before President Joe Biden or Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Republicans are reeling that Biden has not visited Ohio for himself, or at least deployed Buttigieg there to survey the damage and speak with local leaders about how the administration can, be, can best assist. Buttigieg, however, assures that he will visit East Palestine, Ohio, claiming he did not want to preemptively visit just for the sake of a photo op, which he suggested Trump is doing. Spare me. Just shut your mouth. I don't care. I don't, look, maybe I, don't, I haven't seen Trump issue a statement about Buttigieg. But I will tell you this, Joe Biden just gave half a billion dollars to Ukraine, visited in secret, unannounced. And this was after the disaster in East Palestine. It tells you everything you need to know about what this president, the administration and political party cares about, because Pete Buttigieg could have gone as a proxy and he didn't. Buttigieg should have shown up the moment it happened. What's that? Concerned about the air quality in your lungs and the water and whether it's safe. So are all of the people who live in the surrounding area. So bring a bunch of bottled water with you. Get a mask. Show up. uh Oh, you can't do that because if you show up wearing a mask, people will freak out and think something dangerous and bad happened. That's exactly it. They will lie to you. They will not tell you the truth. And it will be up to people like Trump to take the opportunity to prove the American people he's willing to come down and help. Here's my view. If Donald Trump was president, he would have come down immediately. He would have first, I'd imagine Trump would order federal a federal response immediately. This is a county that voted for Trump twice. And then once things were deemed safe, the president would likely come down. It doesn't make sense for the president to rush into, you know, toxic plumes or whatever that I get. So I can say that for Joe Biden. What I can't say is why would he, would he go to Ukraine and give five hundred million dollars to them, to them and nothing to this town. He could have given five million dollars. How about that? How about how about that, Joe? Five million bucks. Just just how about how about five dollars? Couldn't do it, huh? On February third, an Norfolk Southern freight train derailed earlier and uh, derailed and released large amounts of toxic chemicals into the air. Okay, well, air, water, and ground, forcing evacuations as residents feared for their health. Some complained of headaches and other symptoms. Animals died. Fish died. Chickens died. And then J.D. Vance showed up. Wow. J.D. Vance. Where's anybody else? No one from the, yeah, okay. He takes a stick and puts it in the in the river, in the creek, and he scrapes and chemicals burst out because it's it sinks. It's denser than the water. It sinks to the bottom and it's all there and y'all are going to drink it. And that's why this company, where is it at? Here we go. Despite clear tests, giant eagle poles bottled water from plant near East Palestine, you know, out of an abundance of caution. We're doing no, it's because out of out of out of fear of liability. That's the reality. Biden's trip to Ukraine and Poland this week caused an uproar with Republicans demanding answers as to why he went to the war torn country before addressing issues back home first, because he doesn't care because it doesn't mean anything to him. Democrats know they've got cult zealots that will vote for them no matter what. Meanwhile, Republicans can't stop fighting with each other. It's funny. When uh, Matt Gaetz led the charge against McCarthy in the House, Democrats called it fascism. They were like, the Republicans are so used to just taking whatever they want. They're now fighting with each other. And it's like, you mean the people who are demanding accountability amongst their own side, that's fascism. And y'all who march in lockstep with with this president who's ignoring the American people isn't? Though the, the guy who uh, the guy who is uh, who, in favor of lockdown lockdowns and these people, they support big pharma getting guaranteed no liability contracts. Yeah, I think we know who the fascists are. This this one really grinds my gears, man. Biden finally broke his silence on the derailment on Twitter on a Twitter thread Tuesday following a speech in Poland. So the man flies to Poland and then just tweets it's just so annoying. It's frustrating. Yeah, I'm pissed off. The president noted that he spoke with the EPA, EPA Administrator Michael Reagan, Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown, Ohio, uh, Brown, Ohio Rep. Bill Johnson, Pennsylvania Governor Governor Josh Shapiro, and Governor uh, um, and Ohio Governor Mike DeWine.
1: East
0: Palestine is right next to the border with Pennsylvania. It's about 35 miles from Pittsburgh. And that means it's also very, very close to West Virginia. I reaffirm my commitment to making sure they have everything they need, Biden wrote in a thread posted to his official Twitter Tuesday evening. He noted that the EPA ordered Norfolk Southern, the train owner and operator, to fund the cleanup efforts and disposal of the runoff and burnoff of hazardous materials. This is common sense. This is their mess. They should clean it up. Yes, agreed. They should. But hold on there a minute dear partner. What do you mean? What do you mean clean up? What, what hazardous materials? What waste? I thought we, we heard the air and everything was safe. I thought we heard that it was uh, uh, the water was safe. So what's the cleanup? Everything seems OK, right? Yeah. The chemicals likely burned up and then blanketed everything. And that's why the chickens died. That one pisses me off. Chickens probably died because they're very close to the ground. So when they flap their little wings, they kick up these chemicals, breathe it in. They die. Not to mention they're eating bugs and food off the ground, eating these chemicals, and then they died. I suppose if you're in the area, you need to get your chickens in inside somewhere in a shed, something, and make sure it's clean. I don't know what to tell you, man. This is This is tough. I can only say that if my animals died and you're looking at 5,000 humans in the immediate and 5 million with the threat, uh, with a threat to their water supply. You'd think 5 million people would be enough for someone like Joe Biden, but it ain't. But don't worry, Donald Trump's coming down. Here we go. Take a look at this a video of Pete Buttigieg confronted over East Palestine viewed 1 million times. And they always do this. This is the, this is the creepy thing about, about where we are culturally. They say Republicans were mad an uproar with Republicans. Okay. That tells you everything you need to know. I'm not a Republican or whatever that means. I don't know. I'm not a registered Republican. I uh, uh, don't like most Republicans and I voted Democrat more than I voted Republican. I've donated to more Democrats than, I've, than Republicans. But in the past few years, I have been donating to Republicans. What this says to me, Democrats don't care. Democrats are likely making excuses for why it's more important. <clears throat> We're facing World War Three. Do you really think you should be there? I know the disaster is bad and the people, that's probably what they're doing. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Make up any excuse for why a different country means more to our government than our own. Maybe it's because they don't care about this one. Maybe it's because Joe Biden's interests are not in the United States, but in internationalist policy. I certainly think so. I think Joe Biden cares more about a border dispute with with Russia than the lives of the people he is supposed to represent and defend. Can I make sure uh, we we, we state that for the record? The war in Ukraine sucks, but it is a border dispute with Russia. Ukraine and Russia are having a, a, a territorial dispute. It is a border nation with Russia. Why is the United States? Why is the U.S. president flying halfway around the world for this? Doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes it makes sense if you if you think the president does not represent the American people. Okay, then I then I get it. Oh, right. Joe Biden is using the United States for its military prowess for international gain. I was kind of hoping that we'd have a president that cared about the American people, but we don't. Benny Johnson, He tweeted, a top level security source has confirmed to me that transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg will be traveling to East Palestine, Ohio tomorrow. Oh, surprise, surprise. As soon as Donald Trump. The source tells me this move is intended to directly overshadow Donald Trump's visit. This source tells me that high ranking members of City Hall Police Fire and Wastewater are aware of Pete Buttigieg's last minute visit, but are refusing to meet with Buttigieg if Trump is there. This trip is specifically planned to take media attention away from Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. East Palestine schools closing Wednesday for Trump visit. According to the call, the decision to close the schools during Trump's visit was made due to the heightened security measures and street closures that will impact the transportation of students to and from school. So that confirmation is there. It's there. But let's talk about the uh, the water bottling. Let's talk about the serious nature of this. And I will stress this again. This is the point y'all need to share and take home. If a water bottling plant is shutting down out of an abundance of caution, What does that say for you and the water you drink? Do you think the government will assume any responsibility if you get sick from the water? No, they won't. And even if you sue them, it's your money they take to pay you back with. Now, Giant Eagle, you sue them, that's their profits. They can't just pull that from public coffers. This says a whole lot to me. The Akron Beacon Journal says. Acting out of an abundance of caution, grocer Giant Eagle announced Tuesday it would stop selling gallon-sized or larger bottles of water manufactured at a plant about 25 miles southwest of East Palestine. The facility in question, which is a plant in Salineville, is that how you pronounce it Salineville, sources its water from a spring near East Palestine, the site of the tra- of the train derailment. Testing has not revealed any issues with the water in question, Giant Eagle said. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine visited homes in East Palestine Tuesday and drank tap water from each to reassure village residents their municipal water supply is safe. I don't believe you nor trust you. The only Giant Eagle brand products sourced from the Salonville facility and sold in our Giant Eagle Market District and get-go stores are varieties of spring water packaged in gallon size or greater containers. Giant Eagle has been in daily contact with representatives from the facility and has learned the water used in these products come from a protected spring located at a higher elevation than East Palestine and is not near groundwater sources directly impacted by the incident. And they'll say that, but I don't believe them. Take a look at this. Here's East Palestine. Here's the problem, right? It's entirely possible that this—so the wind is going to the east. That's the jet stream and the wind patterns. So we don't have to worry about, you know, chemicals blowing from this area to Salonville. Fair point. Higher elevation, confidence building. And it doesn't look like the water uh, sources directly flow to Salonville. That being said, if they're going to have an abundance of caution, because these water sources, they do link up, if they're going to be acting in an abundance of caution— Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't local government? Again, liability. Because they know there is a possibility that you could get sick from this. That there may be some contamination. And we've heard, you take a look here at this water supply flowing down through Pittsburgh. You take a look uh, here. Let me go back to the map. You can see there is a river flowing down. And my understanding is it goes into West Virginia. That's what they were reporting. That a chemical plume was flowing down towards West Virginia. Lo and behold, there it is. It's actually the border of the state, it appears. And I think they were saying it was heading towards Wheeling. So think about that. East Palestine is here. And there's a chemical plume in this river. Which river is this? This Is the is it the Ohio River? It's the Ohio River. Uh, West Virginia and Ohio impacted. And Salonville is literally right there just next to that river. So I'll tell you this. The water may be safe there. Fine. Fair point. I don't know. I'm at the EPA, but I don't trust them. I don't. And I think any company that's shutting down a plant out of fear of liability, you got to think about it this way. What are they worried about? Probably lawsuits, right? What are you worried about? Dead kids? Cancer? Yeah. Giant Eagle gets sued and it sucks. You drink contaminated water and then you die. Maybe not immediately. It's a big difference. I, I don't know tell you, man. I feel bad for the people who live in this area because it, it seems everything's contaminated. Take a look at this. EPA orders Norfolk Southern to clean up contaminated area. What What do you mean? I thought everything was safe. Contaminated area. But where are these chemicals going? Yeah, the reality is it's bad. It's very bad. It's one of the worst disasters in this country in a long time. I don't know about worst ever. I don't know if it's Biden's Katrina. But I think this is going to have a massive impact on the upcoming election 2024. We are going to see this and it is going to be ringing in Biden's ears endlessly. Questions when he debates, Donald Trump is going to have to drive this one home. Trump can simply say to my fellow Americans, when a natural or when I'm sorry, not natural. When a disaster occurred in East Palestine, Ohio, threatening. The water supply for millions of Americans. Your president, Joe Biden, left this country and went to Ukraine, a place most Americans could not find on a map, and gifted them $500 million. Why? He did not go to East Palestine. He did not help the American people. He abandoned them. Donald Trump didn't. Now let me throw into the mix, as we wrap this up, a little DeSantis talk. Why I say Trump and not DeSantis? Because seeing things like this, Trump is a CEO. He is the executor. He is the guy who says, we're doing it, get it done. And DeSantis is the COO. So maybe a chief of staff, some people have suggested. I think probably a VP. He will have certain powers in certain areas. I think vice president is the way DeSantis should go. I know a lot of people really like DeSantis. I do too. Great policy, great leadership. But Trump comes off like the CEO. Trump, he's the guy. You're going to hear a lot of bad things about him. A lot of things I probably agree with. But you know what? It's election season. They are going to come out and smear Trump in every way imaginable. They're going to say he did everything wrong, but, but I don't care. I'm over it. I just want someone who tries, and I don't care why. And Donald Trump is going to East Palestine right now. If it's for a photo op, I don't care. Biden and Buttigieg couldn't be bothered to do a photo op to meet with some people who are, who are suffering. Trump, at the very least, is getting a photo op and bringing supplies. Look, I'll tell you, I can't read Trump's mind. I don't know his motivations, but I can tell you when Joe Biden gives $500 million to Ukraine and abandons this country in one of its most pressing circumstances, I can tell you this. Oh, I don't want it to look like a photo op. You don't care at all. He doesn't even care about a photo op. He doesn't even care to look like he cares, let alone care at all. And Buttigieg, same thing. Trump, at the very least, you could argue he doesn't really care. It's a photo op, but at least he's there. Biden doesn't care about you to the, degree, to the degree he isn't even bothered to get a photo op. That's that pisses me off. We'll see how things go. Trump will arrive. We'll get some more news out of this one. We'll see what how, how it goes down and we'll see what Trump does. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Drama is erupting once again in the alternative media, independent media, and conservative media spaces. Jeremy Hambly of The Quartering and Matt Walsh are currently exchanging quips at each other on Twitter, and Matt Walsh has directly responded to a statement from me, one of my videos, as well as several other creators, including Jeremy Hambly. And this is an important conversation pertaining to gender ideology and how we push back on what we all agree with as being detrimental and negative. So there's a few, there's a few things you need to understand about the conversation between the Daily Wires, Matt Walsh, I, Jeremy Hambly, et cetera, in this context. It all begins with Dylan Mulvaney. If you're not familiar, Dylan Mulvaney is an individual who is tracking the days of girlhood. That is to say, Dylan Mulvaney says today is day X of being a girl. Dylan Mulvaney, of course, is a biological male who recently underwent facial feminization surgery, producing a video saying that they were very hot. Matt Walsh responded to this video with a couple minutes, uh, a statement directly to Dylan Mulvaney, in which he said things like, you are not attractive, you are not female, you've gotten rid of the only things that could be considered masculine, but you have not increased uh, uh, your level of femininity. In fact, you are just eerie and things of that nature. Now, I, along with many people, responded by saying that Matt Walsh was being mean. Have you seen The Price of Gold lately? At 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Now, I, w- I-, I want to respond to Matt Walsh's statement here. But the bigger picture is what we have seen in our society, and our culture, is an expansion of gender ideology, which has had very negative consequences on many young people. There are what we refer to as detransitioners who are coming out saying, I was pressured into this. I was confused and I have destroyed my life. Please don't do it to other people. And I think as it pertains to Dylan Mulvaney, there are a few things need to be said before we play the response from Matt Walsh and talk about what the real issue here at hand is, a conversation on how we win the culture war. Dylan Mulvaney, in my opinion, is not transgender. I've had a lot of people say that Dylan is, of course, trans and perhaps maybe I'm saying this. There are people who are suffering from gender dysphoria, meaning they look in the mirror and they see something that doesn't make sense to them. They don't, they don't feel like they're in the right body. Then there are people who are, I guess you'd call it autophilic, autoandrophilic, and autogynephilic. In the book Gender Queer, the individual Maya Kobabe explains how she is an autoandrophile, meaning she is sexually aroused at the thought of being male. Thus, this whole gender ideology thing is. Seemingly a fetish that excites the individual. The same is true for what they refer to as autogynephilia. There are people now accused, uh, Leah Thomas, for instance, who is swimming in the women's swim team. There is a big Twitter thread explaining how this individual seems to be more so experiencing a fetish and not dysphoria. There are different reasons people get surgery and manipulate their bodies, often uh, removing healthy body parts. And it's not just because someone is suffering from the mental disorder known as dysphoria as listed in the DSM five. There are other reasons. I believe Dylan Mulvaney is a narcissistic, uh, is a narcissist who is using a popular trend for clicks and for traffic, and they're willing to do whatever it takes. I believe this individual is not trans, uh, nor a woman or anything of that nature because of the way Dylan Mulvaney insults trans people and women. I think it's more of a Performative action to generate traffic. And yes, that's even resulting in surgery because the individual is trying to do whatever it takes. Celebrities get plastic surgery all the time. Madonna did. We assume we believe as she said it. And thus when you look at this, the famous video of Dylan Mulvaney wearing hiking heels. Okay, women and trans women don't do that. That is not a thing they do. It is a performative insult to generate traffic. I believe. We've seen this with many individuals in the grift. They will say things intentionally trying to trigger the other political side or tribe in an effort to generate attention. If I make a video that is fairly inoffensive, but expresses my opinion, say, on Dylan Mulvaney or Matt Walsh, the left won't talk about me. And then you end up with, say, 100 people. You have 50 on the left, 50 on the right. I know it doesn't break down that way, but let's just hypothetically. If 50 people on the right uh, are talking about me, I'm only getting 50% of the potential audience. If I can convince the left to talk about me, which will trigger the right to talking about me, now I've got 100% of the audience. I believe that is what Dylan Mulvaney does. Making videos which will intentionally trigger the right, which will instantly trigger a leftist defensive reaction. Thus, I think Dylan Mulvaney Mulvaney is a dangerous person who is insulting and mocking trans people and causing very serious problems. Now, Matt Walsh made his statement. I would like to play for you Matt Walsh's response. The context that you need to understand. Matt is explaining how he feels we win the culture war. And I think the reason this level of drama is happening, I don't think it's drama. There's a conversation happening. I think it's happening because we need to have that conversation. And uh, we need to sit down and discuss these ideas and figure out how do we move forward. Now, Matt Walsh was criticized by trigonometry, by Amala Ekpanobi of U, Jeremy Hambly. And, you know, I got to say this very lightly. Because Matt does include my video. All I said was Matt could get his point across without being so mean. But I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure my what I said was he's allowed to be mean. He's allowed to say what he wants. He has free speech and all that stuff. It's not something I would do. But uh, I'm. I'm not mad at Matt for being mean. I mean, I just want to make sure that's clear. Let's play this, and then we'll talk about what it means to be mean in the culture war and why we why we have our opinions.
2: Okay. So that was uh, Tim Poole, Jeremy from the YouTube channel The Quartering, Sydney Watson, Amala Ekpanobi from Prager Prageru, and the guys from the podcast Trigonometry. Now, one thing I want to be clear about here is that I'm not mad Situation- at any of these people. There are no hard feelings. We can disagree, and all that. It's fine. I could have done without the snideness and the lame cheap shot from the trigonometry guys at the end, especially in the video where they're supposed to be lecturing me about the value of taking the high road. Okay, when you're going to do that, you can't start the video by insulting me. But we'll leave that uh, to the side for now. Instead, all I'd like to do is address the overarching criticism one last time. First, you'll notice the connecting thread. Okay, they all agree that I'm right, that what I said is factually correct. That's true.
0: Every single person who was like Matt's being a little mean literally said he's completely right about this. Now, I disagree with him to a certain degree. I, my concern with the Dylan Mulvaney stuff is that many conservatives are acting like Dylan Mulvaney represents all trans people. I think Dylan Mulvaney represents the narcissistic internet personality disorder that exists. There are women who get plastic surgery so that they can get a million followers. There are men Who get plastic surgery and implants so they can also get followers. Dylan Mulvaney is just another narcissist getting plastic surgery to get followers. I do not believe Dylan Mulvaney is gender dysphoric.
2: I think that it goes too far by saying it out
0: loud. Mulvaney. I disagree. I do not believe that Matt Walsh went too far. And he even shows the clip. I said he could get the point across without being mean. I'm not saying he shouldn't be mean. I
2: want to make sure that's clear. He's the one running around like some cartoon of a woman passing out tampons in the women's room and meeting with the president to defend the mutilation of children. But I went too far. Well, see, this is where we differ. Because in the culture war, I don't think it's possible to go too far by speaking truth. The truth is the truth. It is what it is. It's the reality. Are we going to defend it? Or are we going to conceal it? Are we going to embrace it? Are we going to hide from it? You can't have it both ways. When it comes to gender ideology, the truth is ugly. It is brutal and harsh and disgusting. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. I didn't make it that way. I didn't create the ugliness. I'm merely pointing to it and saying, look at this. Look at it for what it is. I agree with Matt Walsh. And I want to make sure
0: something's very clear. Tolerance, acceptance. What do those things mean? Tolerance means we may not like it. We may not want it. But we tolerate in that we're not going to freak out and we're going to go our own way and let people do their things. But that doesn't mean we have to accept it. Now, the issue is, as a society, if we move beyond tolerance into acceptance or we have people saying you must accept this, then it becomes normal to people and there is a net detriment there. My view of Dylan Mulvaney is that if we allow this narcissistic internet influencer drama stuff to keep happening, then we are going to end up with a decaying cultural, uh, a decaying society. And we are. Dylan Mulvaney is a symptom of this problem. I think it's actually absolutely appropriate to call this out. I believe Matt Walsh is correct. There, uh, I do still maintain, you can get the point across without being so mean. To clarify, you don't need to say eerie, creepy, and weird. You can be more academic in your approach. What I often say to uh, people who come on TimCast IRL, I tell them you can insult anyone to any degree so long as you make it academic. Now, look, in reality, when people come on the show, I'm like, look, if you want to call someone a, you know, an, an insult or whatever, go ahead and do it. We try, we try to be elevated, I suppose. But understand this. I am not saying don't insult, don't be mean, and don't call it weird or creepy. I'm saying... Be academic in your approach. Um, I think Matt Walsh is very much close to that position, and I completely understand why he's doing it. I don't think he's wrong. I think it's an issue of, I don't do that, he can do that. But I agree there is a degree, uh, There there's a degree to which Matt Walsh is absolutely correct in his tactics. Ridicule is a powerful weapon. If people are trying to generate likes and get famous from doing something on the internet, And you don't give them a negative reaction. You simply say, I I disagree. Well, then here's what they're looking at. Massive thumbs up and neutrality. If there is no downside, there will be no reason to give up on what you're doing. Thus, I believe the appropriate response is perhaps a level of invective, perhaps a level of meanness. And I believe Matt Walsh, I I don't think Matt Walsh went too far. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I don't remember everything I said on the video that he made about it. But uh, to clarify and correct, if I did say something uh, I've later changed my mind on, my view of this is, I Matt mean, is who he is. And ridicule is a good thing and a powerful thing. And it can change people's mind, minds. My approach is simply, I'd be more academic. What I would say is, I wouldn't refer to Dylan Mulvaney as, I wouldn't say you are eerie, you are creepy, you are, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would say, something more to the lines lines of, you may have people surrounding you, telling you what you want to hear, but out in the real world, you will face a very different consequence. That is, the average person will likely find something strange about you, and outside of your echo chamber, people will view you as eerie and weird, as Matt Walsh said. There's a a video I also commented on where a trans woman, I'm sorry, a trans man, Says, people keep calling me a woman, but I don't think I look like a woman. I think I look like a man. I don't understand. I even chopped my tits off, the individual says. Now, my response to this video is, I don't want to be mean to somebody, you know, but I want to not give them a positive response. Perhaps we need more Matt Walsh's who are willing to give a harder negative response. I can understand that. My response is to this, this female. You go on TikTok. You are surrounded. You are love bombed by people claiming things about you that are not true. You then enter the real world where the average person tells you the truth. You are female and we can see that the same is true for Dylan Mulvaney. That's why it's important in the digital space. You actually get some pushback. So there's a conversation being had here,
2: but you would rather that I soften the blow a little bit, that I dress the truth up to make it prettier, more palatable. You want me to lie to protect the feelings of our enemies? No, 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 no. Matt Walsh, uh, you shouldn't lump me in with
0: anybody else who was criticizing you. The trigonometry people uh, made a statement. And let's address some of the tweets and talk about what this is. Jeremy Hambly of The Quartering. Let me uh, zoom in a little bit to make it easier to read. Responded Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest
3: place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten
0: lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He said Matt Walsh has his approach. Others have theirs. We have similar goals but disagree on the approach. Our efforts can coexist. I am speaking to the 99% of people who are not lunatics. I don't think people who are winnable respond well to rigid language. That said, same team. It's an interesting point. In response, someone said, same team, but only one of you is doing and admitting what it takes to win. Spoiler, it's Matt. There's an interesting point there. I think Jeremy makes a good point. Um, But I don't know if saying you speak to the 99% of people who are not lunatics in any way... Is, is, is says anything negative about what Matt Walsh is doing. That is to say, I think Matt Walsh's approach on this one is particularly effective and probably needs to exist. It's just not something I would do. It's a diversity of tactics, I suppose. In response, Jeremy Hambley said, people saying being an insufferable a-hole is somehow the only way to win are basing this on literally zero wins. They are 100% convinced being kind has failed them, but there is no evidence being the hardcore dickwad is effective either. Jeremy's wrong in this regard. So Matt Walsh responded to the 99% statement from the quartering saying, I'm all for, a, for a diversity of tactics, but I put my methods and success rate on this issue up against anyone. I'm not speaking in theory. I've achieved real victories with my strategy. I know how it works. Matt Walsh is correct. I'm not saying that Jeremy is wrong. I'm saying I think we all kind of agree there's a diversity of tactics, but Matt Walsh is getting clear victories. And I've got a sad and harsh reality for everybody. I've explained this over and over again, and it's why I don't think Matt Walsh is wrong to do what he does. I said I think he get his, his point across without being so mean. That being said, he's factually correct. What I want to point out here is, and 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 again, it, you know, it, I don't remember everything that I said, so let me just say this right now: if I didn't get that point across, or I'm sounding different, let me just say Matt Walsh has convinced me. Is the easiest way to explain it. After seeing his response, thinking about it. I've talked about this several times in the past. Antifa, I've said this. Why is it that Twitter is willing to censor the right but not the left? Do you think Dave Rubin will lead a mob of classical liberals to Twitter HQ with crowbars, baseball bats, and Molotov cocktails and threaten the lives of Twitter employees? Well, of course not. That'll never happen. Do you think Antifa will? Well, of course. It already has happened. Not literally at like Twitter HQ, but you get my point. Thus, if the right is unwilling to be aggressive. And I'm not saying violent. Violence is bad. Antifa is bad. They've hurt their own cause, that stuff. But if the right is not willing to be aggressive, there is no downside to being evil or a bad person. Thus, Matt Walsh shaming and insulting people does have an impact. Ridicule does work. Matt Walsh responded to Jeremy Hambly saying, so you'll describe me as an insufferable a-hole, but then whine when I used harsh language against trans activists. Also, if you think I have literally zero wins on this issue, you really just haven't, been, you just haven't been paying attention at all. Amazingly oblivious claim. In fact, one of the most consequential things that has been done as of late is the What is a Woman documentary by Matt Walsh, which brought this into, a, into the mainstream. And now, I mean, we're seeing very positive impacts. Not to mention, Matt Walsh has actually got gender clinics shut down that were offering up surgeries to, to minors. Jeremy responds to Matt. You seem really sensitive about this. You've been tweeting endlessly about it, made a video about it, and now here you are again. If I had to guess, the light criticism from people who usually align with you must really be eating at you. It must ring true to you. Silly, silly drama. Uh oh, here's my name Matt Walsh's response. I think this is an important conversation. You tweeted for weeks and made multiple videos about your beef with Tim Poole. We have different ideas about what's important. I'm also confused how insufferable a hole is light criticism, yet, what I said about Mulvaney was too mean. Very interesting points indeed. Um, I think Matt Walsh is right. Uh, and, I, and I think I can say that uh, quite simply. I don't take that approach. But that doesn't mean Matt Walsh is wrong to take his approach. The trigonometry guys basically said that what he was trying to do was get clicks and that it was ineffective and stuff like that. I, I don't agree. Matt Walsh does not come off to me like a guy who's desperate to get clicks. He's like, he's this poker-faced, stern, dad type figure who just says things, and there's a reason why people respond to it, because he's not canning his response. That's what I see. I see somebody in Matt Walsh who says exactly what he's thinking, much to potential risk, see even people coming out and criticizing him, and he just keeps going and says, this is what I think, this is the truth, and I respect it. Let's talk about, let's get to the brass tacks here on the culture war. Colin Wright tweeted this. South Park understood the game being played long ago. This is from 2014. South Park has been very, very critical on gender ideology, mocking it relentlessly. What South Park has done with the trans community in terms of their criticism has been 100-fold more than what Matt Walsh has ever done. That being said, You can get the idea across without being so mean, but there is a space for the kind of comments. Let's be real. I'm going to be honest with you. Matt Walsh took the light approach. Simply put, I tweeted this. South Park is deeply offensive. Jason Robertson says, South Park sharing the most accurate summary of the trans movement while layering in some abortion talk. This is great. And it's a clip from the show that went viral with 7.7 million views on the tweet itself. That's my tweet, by the way, with 5,512 retweets. The video itself has 7.1 million views because there's more tweets that get views. Mr. Garrison transitions to Mrs. Garrison, realizes that they are not having a period, believes that they are pregnant and tries to get an abortion. The doctor then says to Mrs. Garrison, you are not a woman. You will never be a woman. You are a biological male who underwent surgery to appear female, and you can never have children. And then the character of Mrs. Garrison, Mr. Garrison, whatever, says, Oh, wow. So I'm just a man who mutilated his genitals. And he says, Yes. It is as cold as cold can get. Ah, Okay, it's not as cold as cold can get, but it's very, very cold. The reason I bring this up a conversation to be had about how you win a culture war ridicule. South Park was 100 times meaner than Matt Walsh was. And they got the point across. They've also done the show about um, Strong Woman. That's the character's name. And um, what is it? They, they have a character... Oh, I think strong woman is 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 no strong woman is the woman is the actual female. And then you have a character who's like the undertaker who's claiming to be female and competing against women who's super ripped and like I'm
2: going to destroy these women cuz I'm
0: a woman. You get the point. South Park pulls no punches. I don't see anybody coming out and saying South Park's being mean. So, I don't think there's necessarily a reason for people to come out and go after Matt Walsh as being mean. And so I saw that video. I was like, oh, come on, Matt!" Like, you know, my my attitude towards Matt isn't so much about whether or not he said a mean thing. I made that point, but I was like, it was mean. It is. But I didn't say it was wrong, right? I think you're allowed to be mean. I think Matt Walsh is allowed to have his opinions. And I think you've got people sharing these videos from Colin Wright with 4,469 retweets, 1.2 million views. And this is Eric Cartman wanting to use the bathroom, but he can't because there's too many people. So he puts a bow on his hat and goes to the girls' bathroom and says, I'm transgender, out of my way. And they're like, what do we do? Let me, let me, let me actually, let me play this clip for you. We're going to play this one. The context here is important. Twitter kind of sucks when it loads videos, but I want to jump to the end, to the political uh, conversation
2: here. All I know is I'm transgender and you can't make me go to the bathroom with the cisgenders. With the what? Cisgender. It's the politically correct name for people who aren't transgender. If you identify with the sex you were born with, then you're cis. But then cisgender is just normal. Saying normal is extremely offensive to people who aren't in that group. Trust me, you don't want this hot potato. Just let him use the girls' room.
1: But this isn't a hurting, confused child we're talking about. This is Eric Cartman.
2: Nobody else is gonna know that. You better just give him what he wants.
1: So Eric Cartman just has us in some kind of bathroom checkmate?
2: Actually, it's
0: more like a royal flesh. In 2014, they pointed out that there will be people who probably seek to exploit this. She says, this is not a hurt and confused child. It's Eric Cartman. For those that know the show, Eric Cartman is basically evil, who once made a kid eat his own parents. What a funny show. And he's, and Mr. Mr. Garrison, now Mr. Garrison, because he detransitioned. puts it simply, no one else will know that, just to give him what he wants. That sounds like Dylan Mulvaney to the T. No one knows the true character of Dylan Mulvaney. We're all just supposed to assume the persona on the Internet is the true persona. No, I think Dylan Mulvaney is an individual who is deeply narcissistic, who mocks trans people and women for Internet clicks, trying to rile up the right and the left in order to generate revenue. They got plastic surgery. And some people would say, you really think Dylan's not trans? But Dylan got plastic surgery. I mean, that proves. No, it doesn't. Celebrities get weird plastic surgery all the time. Madonna did and got mocked for her appearance. What's the difference? You will make fun of Madonna. All of these people come out and say Madonna's ugly and gross and all of that stuff because of her face being all puffy and weird. And then when it comes to Dylan Mulvaney, you'll say, oh, it's great. But Matt Walsh is, is wrong for being mean. Sorry. Plastic surgery is plastic surgery, and people do it for traffic. South Park nailed it. So basically what I wanted to talk about is I think Matt Walsh is is correct. We're not going to win a culture war by ceding territory consistently. We don't have to be aggressively mean. Uh, What I mean to say is, how do we describe this? I prefer the academic approach. We want people to feel a negative consequence to doing bad things. Otherwise, they will just destroy their lives and influence others to do bad things. We don't need to uh, 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 figuratively spit on people, but I think there does need to be a certain level of invective. Now, as for Matt Walsh and South Park, I think some people are going to be very mean, and they're going to call it out. It's not the approach I personally would take, but I certainly understand the importance of this diversity of tactics. It's tough, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to be mean. I really don't. But Matt Walsh makes a good point. If we just sit back and say we're going to be nice to this, you're going to lose. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up, I don't know, 6 p.m., I guess, on this channel. We'll figure it out. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, I will see you all then. These women are going to die. They're going to lose their lives. It is not fun. It is not funny. But you know what? I got to say, man, this— I don't want to blame the individual women in these videos, but society, you reap what you sow. If you encourage this behavior, if you play these games, this is what you get. I saw this video. I saw a bunch of videos. Actually, there's this big trend. All these women in booty pants filming themselves in the gym. People are getting mad about it. Then the women are accusing the men of being creeps or whatever. I saw one video. A woman was trying to lift weights and then she was struggling and an older man walks up And he puts his hands to the side like to spot her, right? And then as she struggles to lift, he pushes her arms up. And they called him a creep. Fine. Stop helping these people. Call a staff member. There's a video of a woman with a camera pointed at her ass. And then a guy's like, can you stop filming? I'm trying to work out. And she's all mad like, what a Karen. Yo, I don't go to the gym. I used to go to the gym a little bit. I just skate, right? And then I saw this video. You ready to see this video? A woman trying to to uh, lift a weight with no spotter, filming herself, and yo, she almost dies. I'm just gonna I'm gonna play the video for you. Here you go. She's being pinned by the weight, struggling to get, can't get the weight up. It's pinning her chest. She's trying to breathe through her stomach and lift it off. Throw it to the side, man. What are you doing? She's trying. It's too heavy. Man. This is brutal. There you go. Now she's breathing. She got the weight down to her pelvis, and then you can hear her going,
3: <sighs> With the Lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: You've got too many women who are insulting men for trying to do the right thing. Are there creeps at gym? There are creeps everywhere. But you know what? If you're working out and anybody is like, let me spot you, you should be like, I'll take what I can get. There's one video. I think, uh, let me see if I have it here. I don't know where it is. Somewhere. I don't know. It's a guy who's blind. And he's like, I'm blind. If you know what that means, he's like, I'm working out at a gym. And a woman, I hear, I, hear, I hear footsteps walking up. And then also this woman goes, I didn't come to a gym to be stared at. And he goes, huh? She goes, I didn't come here to be stared at. And he goes, oh, ma'am, I'm blind. And then she was like, I don't care. Stop staring at me. And he's like, huh? She comes back with the manager. And he's like, I hand the manager my card, which says, you know, community for the blind or whatever. And he goes, yeah, but you can't make other people uncomfortable by looking at them. And he's like, I'm blind. <laughs> These people are insane. This is a video of a woman nearly dying. Look at this. Look at this video. I saw this from Joey Swole. He said, 99.9% of people in the gyms don't film their workouts and don't want to be in your video. They have a right to say that. It's this woman wearing pants that are so tight, it goes into her butt crack and she's mad. Don't be this guy. He could have brought it to my attention without harassing me. Harassing you. Look at this. Dude like waves to her and he's like, hey, can't be filming." She's like, oh oh ah, oh, oh, oh. So apparently she got so much flack for this, she took the video down, and then apparently they're saying she re uploaded it later. I don't know if she re uploaded it because I couldn't find it. But this is the this is the modern state. Oh, look at this video. This is funny. It's from World Star Hip Hop. Jim's in 2023. Uh, there's a like woman twerking, you do. and there's yeah. a guy to her right, curling, and his neck is twisting around backwards. It's it's a gag because he can't look at her as she twerks next to him. There it is. Chances in 2023. Yo, some lady almost died because of this. Here's another one. This one's funny. Took this out. There's a guy uh, working. It's from uh, Commander on TikTok. This woman walks up and then he immediately pulls his shirt over his face to continue his workout. As she's like putting her butt in his face. Yeah. Look, man, these jokes are all funny and all that stuff. But this video of this woman nearly dying, it's got 2.3 million views. What would you do? TX Deplorable asks, guys, what y'all doing? Here's a question. No, serious question. Comment below. Let me know. I want to know what you think. You're at a gym off in the corner. There's a woman. She's lifting. I don't don't know what this is called. This kind of lifting bench press. And then she pins her chest down and she can't breathe. What do you do? Are you going to walk over and be a creep? I'm telling you, I've seen too many videos where the guy is called a creep. There's another video where a woman was doing squats, a squat squat rack, I think it's called. I'm not a gym person. And she can't get back up. And she's like, excuse me. uh," At least she can breathe. But nobody's walking over. Some people said, just throw it behind you. Eventually, someone comes up and helps her lift it up. This is where we're going. You can't be doing this stuff without a spotter. You can lift it off the rack. You can probably get one or two. But if you lose the strength, you're going down. You're pinning your chest. Like, I'm not going to pretend to know all the safety protocols for this stuff, but I'm going to tell you, this is a a cultural issue. This is societal decay. This woman, look, maybe some people are going to argue she wasn't going to die or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why she didn't just, you know, throw it to the right or whatever and get it off her, but she pushes it down to her her hips and then goes, (gasps) wow, how close was she to just dying? So guys, what y'all doing? That's the question. If you are in a gym, what would you do? I don't know, man. You know what I would do? I would I would call twist after I'd be like, hey, I think she needs help, but leave me out of it. I I'm not going to be one of those. Look at this. Let's go back to the, 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 the video of the of the guy telling her not to film. She calls him a Karen. He's trying not to be on camera. You're filming in a gym. He walks over and says, don't film. So you upload the video of him, man. This dude should go to the management of the gym and say, ban her. It's the craziest thing. This, uh, you know what? I think this video right here is perfectly exemplifies what's going on. These women are going to gyms because they are trying to, it, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's almost softcore porn. They're trying to make thought content where it's clearly suggestive. They're not exercising. I'm uh, fine to a certain degree there, but that woman, from, remember that video where the, she's like, the guy kept looking at me. It's like, I don't want to be sexualized. She's an OnlyFans. She, she has an OnlyFans. She sells, apparently, this is what's being reported. She sells nudes of herself and other graphic content, but she doesn't want to be sexualized. This is this is what it is. A guy goes to a gym. He's not trying to pick up chicks. He's working out. So his neck is twisted all the way around because he doesn't want to look at her. Women are going there. Not all of them, but many of these women are going there to just find an excuse to, sh- to, to shove their asses into a camera to upload an Instagram so they can get traffic. We've got a sickness, I'm telling you, with our culture and our society. Men and women are clearly different, clearly. But we've got a sickness of narcissistic personality disorder. And maybe what we're really seeing is that what we've done as as a species, as a civilization, is taken everything to its most extreme. Guys are object-oriented. Women are subject-oriented. What happens you will then see the most extreme ends of the bell curve out in person all of the time, and that is dudes who are insanely ripped, but you know what? It hurt nobody, and women who are exercising but shoving their ass in 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 skin tight pants into a camera, in it in, in putting it in front of a, uh, in front of people in a gym, and then because there's two ways to get content, they're not only showing off their asses for guys who, who are thirsty, but then they're shaming other guys, and that's for the social justice narrative. You see what they're doing? There is there's no exercising here and there's no moral outrage. It is simply just whatever it takes to get clicks. Now, as for this woman who nearly died. I'm not mad at her at all. I'm I feel sorry for her. Someone should have been there to run up and grab that weight and get it off her and 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 save her. And she has every right to be in a gym and exercise and work out. And she wants to film herself. There's nobody around. She has every right to do so as well. This woman doing this lift, she's clearly not filming herself to try and get attention. It does not look like she's filming herself because she wants to sell booty pics. It looks like she's genuinely filming herself workout. There are people, men and women, who want to film themselves and then look back and make sure they're doing it right. I can respect that. Not everybody does it. Some people disagree. I, I, I'm seeing threads on Twitter where people are like, hey, look, man, I film myself because I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Watch it later. And some people are like, that's stupid. Why even do that? Get someone to help you, get a spotter, whatever. People can film themselves if they want. Just don't film other people and don't turn gyms into uh, OnlyFans content generators. And you get all mad about it. I'm telling you, man, seeing this video, it's one thing to watch that woman with the squat at the squat rack get pinned down and everyone laughs. It's another thing to see someone nearly die. If this pins her down and she can't breathe... You can asphyxiate in, in 30 seconds. You can't get air. Your muscles lose strength. And then you're out. She fortunately had the oxygenation in her blood to move it down to her hips to start breathing. And you can see her trying to breathe from her stomach. Man, that stuff's creepy. All because if a guy tries to spot a woman, they call him a creep and they harass him and they're filming. So I'll tell you what I'm doing. If I ever go to a gym and I see someone get pinned, I'm yelling for the staff. It's probably the safest and best thing you can do. Someone who knows better than me, you deal with it. Think about what that means, though. There's that story I've covered a while back. There was a guy who saw a kid crying in a store, walks towards the kid, stop, turns around and leaves. People run up. What's wrong, kid? Where's your mom? A journalist said that she went to the man and asked him, why, he, why, why didn't you help the kid? You, you, were, you saw the kid, you, you walked towards and stopped and turned around. And he goes, because people are going to think I'm the one who kidnapped him. They're going to accuse me of all these things. I don't want to be involved. It used to be that a man, could just do the right thing, but now they will try to destroy your life. So, hey, feminism—you reap what you sow. I'm not blaming this 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 woman right here. I feel bad for her, this scary circumstance. You know, I feel bad for all the women who are just trying to be normal people. It is the creepy internet weirdos who are ruining ruining everything for everybody. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around, and I'll see you all shortly. So Don Lemon says Nikki Haley is not in her prime. He does. He gets suspended, basically. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they're saying it wasn't a suspension. It's paid time off. He's got to do sensitivity training. Megyn Kelly is now calling him out. She says this is a pattern with this guy. Yo, it is. Don Lemon was accused of jamming his hands in his pants and shoving it in a guy's face. Now, some of us want to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's a crazy story. Did he really do that? And then you listen to the things the guy says, and you're like, yo, fire Don Lemon. How is this guy still on TV? Look, I don't like Caitlin Collins. I think she's nasty. I think she's an awful person. But like, has nothing to do with her gender. It has everything to do with her ideas and her behavior. And it's just trash. She, she's, she's just awful. And Don Lemon is awful too. But you know what? Y'all are allowed to be awful. Just uh, if you're going to get mad at Don Lemon for being sexist, be consistent, right? Be consistent. Honestly, I think all of CNN is bad. But take a look at this. Don Lemon's most controversial rhetoric from mommy brain. To asking rape accuser why she didn't bite penis. Yo. So Megan Kelly, this is how I end up seeing it. She has this Twitter thread. Day one of Don Lemon's formal training on how not to be a misogynist. Let's help. Women are not damaged goods when they hit 40. Rape victims don't need your lecture on how to respond to their rape. Women forgetting a fact do not have mommy brain. They're um, human Mommy brain. Wow. How is this guy still on TV? Screaming at your female co-anchor because she interrupted you at the point where she runs to, to the point where she runs away and cries apparently, postponing an ad break to mansplain to said co-anchor in front of the audience about how to properly conduct an interview is an act act of douchebaggery, defending sexism with some of my best friends are I'm going to continue to be me It's not acceptable when under fire for misogyny try to at least and looked uh, an act sorry okay now hold on there a minute I'm not pulling any punches Megan mansplain. Come on. Don Lemon's allowed to insult Caitlin Collin if, if she thinks she's doing a bad job. It is just unprofessional. But uh, I'm not going to call it mansplaining. All right. But uh, the other stuff you hit on, you know, fair point. Don Lemon. Look at this. Look at this stuff. Lemon asks Bill Cosby accuser why she didn't bite his penis to prevent rape. In 2014, Lemon interviewed Joan Tarshis. Tarshis who had recently accused Bill Cosby by forcing her to perform oral on him. Lemon informed her there are ways not to perform oral if you didn't want to. Meaning use of teeth, right? Biting, Lemon said. Lemon eventually apologized after widespread backlash. Okay, we're getting a little dark in today's episode, but let me just explain to you, Don Lemon, why some women may not do that. It could be because you're scared they will mercilessly beat you and kill you. And so, like sometimes when a guy points a gun in your face and you're unarmed, you hand over your phone. Well, there are things you can do to prevent being shot. Why don't you punch him? It's like, well, you could, and you might get shot. For a woman who is half the size or smaller of Bill Cosby, and he's grabbing her and saying, time to get to work. Maybe she's just like, hopefully he doesn't kill me. I'm not saying Bill Cosby's a murder or anything like that. I'm saying there are reasons women might be like, I can't do that. Lemon defends men's sports earning more money. Now, this I don't care about. He says, I'm not sexist. I know everyone's going to hate me, but the men's team makes more money. If they make more money, they should get more money. Yeah, he's right on that one. I don't don't see why that's controversial. This one is so good. Lemon asks female colleague if she has mommy brain. Oh, man, that's brutal. Lemon came under fire in September when he asked CNN analyst S.E. Cup if if she was suffering from mommy brain. Lemon and Cup were discussing classified documents seized at the home of President Trump when Cup appeared to briefly lose her thought. Did you lose your train of thought? I do it all the time, Lemon said. Is it mommy brain? Cup appeared annoyed by the comment and responded, No, Don, I just forgot what I was going to say. Lemon then insisted, We're not beating up on you, we're just having fun. <laughs> mommy brain. Talk about the stupidest thing ever. Bro, people lose their train of thought. Mom, like, wh- what does that even mean? Did she, like, recently give birth and now you're implying her brain stopped working or something? That's hilarious. Okay, bravo, Don Lemon. Talk about.
3: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Lemon erupts on unvaccinated people going to hospitals. Lemon says Obama is better looking and smarter and has more accomplished wife than Trump. Lemon invokes Hitler while discussing Trump. I love this guy, huh? This Don Lemon guy is a funny guy. Take a look at this one. And Wokeness says Don Lemon gives a list of five, th- five things the black community must fix in 2013. This was before the woke era. Not a single word about racism, just straight facts. Listen to this. Because
2: black people, if you really want to fix the problem, here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. And if, if, if this doesn't apply to you, if you're not doing this, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Walking around with your ass and your underwear showing is not OK. In fact... It comes from prison trash littering in your own communities i've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life i rarely if ever witness people littering i live in harlem now it's an historically black neighborhood every single day i see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away just being is
0: this what they mean when they say internalized white supremacy Don Lemon is this corporate journalist who's like, in white neighborhoods, there's no garbage, but in black neighborhoods, there are. I got news for you, buddy. Not every black neighborhood has garbage everywhere and not every white neighborhood is nice. This is the, this is the craziest thing that Don Lemon gets to be wrong in so many ways all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't litter is a good message and pull up your pants. I also i am like, okay, I honestly don't care. I don't care if you want to sag your pants. You do you. I just want to tell you a story about how uh, I was in uh, Belfast. And uh, we're walking through the streets. It was when they did bonf- the bonfire celebration. And there was garbage littering every street and nothing but a sea of white faces. Like, come on, dude. He wants to tell the black community what they must fix. And he's like, where I live now in Harlem, there's garbage. It's like, dude, in Hyde Park in Chicago, it's a black neighborhood. They're typically, it's, it's very well off. There's no garbage lying around. Your, your, your complaint, I, look, I'll say it. Like, yes, it is good advice in general for everybody to not litter. But I think it's funny that Don Lemon back in 2013 said, black people clean up your act. Like, okay, dude, Don Lemon is just so bad at this. I don't know how he hasn't been fired already. They made him do some like sensitivity training, apparently, and they're bringing him back. His ratings are in the gutter. He's he's an a-hole. He's not smart. How is he still on TV? Maybe it's because people like me rag on him and CNN's like, well, at least we're getting that. But he was voted, I think, a couple of years ago, like the dumbest journalist in TV or something like that, or, or dumbest journalist in general. Not that I'd really want to call him one. I think he's just the worst. Now, CNN is a garbage network, and they produce garbage information. I don't understand how people watch this stuff. The reason I said the reason why I said Caitlyn Collins was awful is because I was watching a video from the other yesterday morning, I think. And she's like, Vladimir Putin's disgusting invasion or like some some like whor- some other nonsense where it's just like, we get it. You're lying. You are framing things. Shh. Oh, I just can't stand it. You want to talk about Ukraine? You want to talk about war? You don't need to use these, these slanted framed propagandistic ideas. Tell people what's happening. It's not the era we live in anymore. The era we live in is quite simply, they'll be like Vladimir Putin's horrifying humanitarian destruction and murder of children. We must stop it. And it's like, okay, dude, you know, look, there's a war going on. Vladimir Putin is not a cartoon one dimensional villain. He is doing things for a reason. Many of those things are very, very bad. They have reasons. Explain to the people what he's doing and why so we can solve the problem. Vladimir Putin is concerned about NATO expansion. So just being like his unwarranted invasion and and the humanitarian disaster he caused. And it's like, okay, dude, look, it takes two to tango. I don't think he's a good dude at all. But this is why I don't like CNN. Why I don't like Caitlin Collins, like that's why I don't like Don Lemon. And I'm 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 rather enjoying the ridiculous fall of these these uh, people. As Jimmy Dore said, isn't it great to know that these people are barely holding it together? Because Chris Cuomo apparently said that he was on the verge of killing everybody and himself. You know, like when I first heard that, I was thinking. Well, you say you're going to kill everybody. You don't mean it literally. You're like, you're going to hold people to account or you're going to take action or something. But when he said myself, that really changes the context to him quite literally threatening to go postal in his old office and like hurt people. Yeah, they're barely holding it together. I wonder what it is. I think it's because they're bad people doing bad things. And the only reason they ever got attention was because they're propped up by the machine. The machine finds a way to, uh, it it, it grabs the, the, the megaphone the, The radio and the television, they were finite. They were controlled and they reached millions. But the Internet is decentralizing access to information. And now these crackpot weirdos are being called out for what they are and they're struggling to maintain their grip. Don Lemon in the modern era would never succeed. You give Don Lemon, you get him out of high school, you get him out of college, you say start a podcast, start a news show, he would fail. But what happens is they found a guy when they said jump, he said how high and they put him on TV. That is not a smart person. And this is what you get when you support garbage like that. So I'll leave it there. Funny to see CNN crumble. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. So I'm browsing the internet and I come across this story from the Daily Mail. Exclusive. Arkansas cops rule suicide in death of Clinton aide linked to Jeffrey Epstein, who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck despite no weapon, no sign of weapon. Suicide. Okay. Remember that story of the guy who was threatening to expose the CIA and then he got shot twice in the head and they were like, "Hmm, suicide. Sure. That explains it. Good luck. You know, I've been talking about how I'm watching the show uh, Yellowstone. Boy, they sure do kill a lot of people in that show and they get away with it all the time. I guess when you're in the middle of nowhere, you do. And the scary reality of this world is that premeditated murder, people get away with it. It's scary, but it's true. So uh, what's this story? The grisly scene where a top Bill Clinton advisor was found hanged from a tree with a gunshot wound to his chest has, been finally, has finally been revealed nine months after he died. But the sheerest report into Mark Middleton's mysterious death raises more questions than it answers, as it rules he died by suicide despite no sign of the weapon that killed him. Middleton, 59, 59, was found dead last May at the Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas, an hour west of Little Rock. Release of the report was held up after members of his family petitioned a judge. They were worried that pictures from the gory scene would be made public. The judge eventually ruled that details could be released, but photographs could not. Interesting. The report, written by Perry County Sheriff's Deputy Jeremy Lawson, says he was called to the ranch by worker Samantha McElroy, who had found Middleton's abandoned black BMW SUV. McElroy, 46, then walked around a cottage on the ranch. Almost immediately, after stepping around the corner of the cottage, he started yelling. Upon reaching the back of the cottage, he pointed towards the, the rear of the property and asked if that was a person. I could see what, feared, what, what at first appeared to be a man sitting near a tree. As my eyes focused better, I could see a rope or some type going from the tree limb to the male. I could see that he had a gunshot wound to, his, to the chest and that he had a knot tied in an extension cord around his neck and was attached to the limb directly above him. The deputy said a search war, a search of Milton's vehicle, turned up three boxes of buckshot and a gun case, but no weapon. The details give fresh insight into the death of Milton. Okay, just simply put, he didn't do it. It's not a suicide. What the is this? Did he have uh, information that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton? Is it even a meme anymore? This is crazy. They find a guy tied to a tree with a gunshot wound to his chest and no weapon. Who took the weapon? Middleton was a special advisor to Clinton in the 90s and signed Jeffrey Epstein into the White House on several of the 17 times the late pedo visited. Middleton also flew on Epstein's jet. Interesting. The police report was released to the Daily Mail by the Perry County Sheriff's Office. According to the Arkansas Times, Middleton's family said he was suffering from depression. Okay. Okay. Explain to me how a dude ties himself to a tree, shoots himself, and then the gun ceases to exist. It just disappears. Just gone. If it was a suicide, they'd find the weapon. It would be next to his body or in his hands. They say White House visitor logs previously reported by Daily Mail showed that he appears at, at, as the authorizing signatory on seven of Epstein's White House visits, most of which were to the West Wing. In addition to being a special assistant to the president, Middleton was also assistant to the chief of staff, Thomas Mac McLarty. Middleton left the White House in late uh, in February 1995 and was accused of setting himself up as an international dealmaker, exactly the kind of person that would appeal to Epstein. Very, very interesting indeed. HVAC, huh? In 1996, an investigation by the White House found that Middleton had abused his, his access to impress business clients and was barred from the executive mansion without senior approval. Milton denied the claims. A number of Clinton's former associates have died over the years in unexpected circumstances, including Deputy White House Counsel Vince Foster. His 1993 death was ruled a suicide, but sparked a slew of conspiracy theories about the involvement of the Clintons. They call it Arkanside. You know what that means? Okay. Arkanside is reference to Arkansas and side death, like homo- homicide, killing of a man. Regicide is probably my favorite term. It's the killing of royalty. There's a bunch of other sides infanticide, not so funny. None of it's really funny. Death is not funny. But uh, yeah, side. After Epstein, Epstein hanged himself while awaiting trial in 2019, Donald Trump retweeted conspiracy theories that, the Clinton, that Clinton was involved. Others whose death have been linked to the Clintons with, uh, without foundation have been Seth Rich. Uh, no culprit was found. Dailymail.com has reached out to a spokeswoman for the Middleton family. There was some stuff recently about Seth Rich. I think it's funny that the media tries smearing me as like someone who believed it. There was a report from Fox News. No, I think it was Fox Business. Same thing, basically, right? And it said that they got a, de- they got a laptop that had information from WikiLeaks, and they think that was, you know, Seth Rich's laptop or whatever. I can't remember the story. And then I reported on it. And then the media was like, Tim Pool's pushing conspiracy theories. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Newsguard certified Fox Business reported this. What am I supposed to do? I just read the news. You mad at me? Get mad at those companies that lie. So uh, how do you answer this one? There's got to be more to this. So I will preface it with this. We get this story and they say it's suicide, but there's no weapon. It could be something very simple, like a neighbor came and took the weapon. There could be explanations for it. Nonetheless, how do you rule it a suicide with no weapon? You ever see that movie? I think it's Shooter. I think it's Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. And they capture the, the dude. And they put his arm in a vice, like in, 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 a, in a, a, a vice grip or something like that. I don't know what you'd call it. And he's got a gun in his hand and they're cranking it and pulling his arm towards himself as if to simulate that he then shot himself. He breaks free and then he goes and gets revenge <clears throat> or whatever. There are ways to easily make it look like someone took their own life. And there are really scary, easy ways to end life. The craziest thing I've seen. So there's two stories. One's real and one's fake. Watching Yellowstone. Spoiler alert, my friends, you are being warned. This is a clip from the beginning of season four, which was a few years ago. If you haven't watched the show, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you something about the show. Anyway, now that I've given you fair warning, there's a character named Rip, and there's a guy fishing in a river. And and just out of nowhere, he's got a cooler in his hand. He walks up and he's like, hey, is this yours? Is this cooler? And the guy fishing, his name's Rourke, he goes, no. And he's like, you sure? And he starts walking towards him. He's like, I found it up here. And I, is, is this it's not yours? And the guy's like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he walks into the river, opens the cooling, but he's sure it's not yours. And there's a rattlesnake in it. And he flicks it. He like shoves it. And the snake latches to the dude's face, biting him. And he's like, ah, and then, yeah, dude dies. I, I saw that and I was like, yo, that's scary. Using a rattlesnake as a murder weapon? You could never prove anybody did anything wrong. That's creepy as what? I'll tell you a really scary story when it comes to this kind of stuff. There was a story out of Illinois where, this is is how it was told to me. I've never actually read the news about it, but this was from a college professor. There was a a guy who would offer up reconciliation to his enemies, people he didn't like. He'd be like, hey, man, I want to apologize. Why don't we get a, get a, a drink and bury the hatchet? He would then get these people plastered, just keep buying them booze and getting them as drunk as possible. He would go to this bar that was near a river. And then once they were blind drunk, he'd bring them outside, walk to the river, and then doop, push them right in. He would then call 911 and be like, my friend got drunk and fell in the river. Help. What do I do? What do I do? I can't swim. I've heard a couple different versions. Like he would jump. He would wait till he he saw them coming. Like the medical services, he would jump in and then try and pull the guy out. And then they'd come over and he'd be like, oh no, I tried to save him. And they'd be like, you're a hero, but he actually murdered him. And the story, as I was told, was that he got caught because the local news reported it, that he was a hero who tried to save some people. But then it happened several times. And eventually the cops were like, yo, I think he's killing these guys. It's crazy stuff. But it's stories like that that make me wonder about Arkansas. Maybe this is it. Maybe somebody really did kill this guy. And the idea is make make the murder obvious, have them listed as a suicide so that uh One, they can't get in trouble, but also it sends a message. Yeah. To anybody who would cross them, there is now this fear that they will kill you. And they have the power to deem an obvious murder, a suicide, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Now, look, me, I don't know. You gotta give me evidence if you want to claim something is true. And in this instance, I don't know that it's true. All I know is a guy was found tied up, shot in the chest, and there's no gun. They called it a suicide. Could it be he killed himself and then someone said, hey, that gun's worth money and took it? That could be it. Just because he's tangentially connected to the Clintons doesn't prove anything. And I think a lot of people need to understand this, too. If you're a famous and powerful individual like Hillary Clinton or like the Clintons in general, you're going to have connections to a lot of people. So if someone then takes their life, you're going to find a connection to it. Now, me? I live in the mountains and mind my own business. I don't have a lot of strong connections to a lot of people. But if I was in D.C. all the time, schmoozing and boozing, then you're going to have a ton of people all around you when bad things happen. Oh, so what? Anybody you know gets hit by a car and all of a sudden they're like, you did it? I don't like the Clintons. I bet they're up to bad stuff. The Epstein stuff is suspect. But if I'm going to go ahead and assume that these, these conspiracy theories are real, you need evidence tying them to this. Now, there's circumstantial evidence for sure, but that's not proof. Like the fact that so many people... Associate with the Clintons in some way, die in strange circumstances. You can call that circumstantial evidence, but it's weak because there could be other people in the periphery of the Clintons who could be doing whatever and you don't know. But because the Clintons are visible, you assume it's them. In this instance, however, I'm not going to be uh, opening the door or I should say I'm not going to be investigating evidence that could put Hillary Clinton in prison right now. And uh, even if I were, I just wouldn't tell anybody. If you get my drift, I'll leave it there. So I think there might be another segment coming up later, but, um, you know, whatever. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all in the next video.
1: 18 plus.